Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Ah, uh, yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. And <laughs> on this installment of the Ambitious Podcast, as you can hear, my sidekick, Big Bernard. Big Bernard is back. A.K.A. Back Matt Babine. A.K.A. <laughs> sensei. Sensei Matt Babine. And today, Sensei is going to be the sensei yes. for all the ambitious women out there because we got some things going on that we want to talk about. Uh, we had a self-defense course for women at Dojo Sante and Katie Boyd's Misfit Club about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it would just be like this really fun thing that we all did. But it was so life-changing, not only for the women that attended, but also me. I feel so empowered. I feel motivated. I feel strong. And not that I'm a fearful person by any means, but I've found myself in my fair share of pickles. (laughs) Most people have. In the past with certain human beings that shall remain nameless, whether they were an ex-boyfriend, um, just some random person that I didn't even really know assaulting me. And I can't believe like how many women in this world have gone through this, continue to go through this, and they don't know how to defend themselves. And Matt just took us all through the rigors of this amazing self-defense course. And that's why I was like, Matt, you have to come on the podcast, even though we can't show you live yeah, hopefully katie's not gonna flip me or i'm ready to kick me in the teeth or something. <laughs> no i'm i'm trying not <laughs> to be can't. so violent i'm trying not to be so violent because it's not it's one thing like i'm saying no violence against women and then right. women are beating the shit out of their men it's that's a problem right. that's right that wouldn't be good i have to defend myself <laughs> well, on you, a constant basis with you you know because you've had it before <laughs> yes <laughs> so we're going to be talking about how to keep yourself safe how to truly defend yourself. And it's not just physically, it's mentally, it's emotionally, it's just knowing the tactics. Yeah. And so we're going to be talking a lot about that today. But before I begin, I want to read an amazing podcast review. And it is by, let me tell you, I screenshot it so I wouldn't have to go back into my podcast app. Okay. So it's by Valeria T-Z-E-L. And it's a five-star review. Thank you so much. And it says, priceless source of perspective. And she says, nothing pumps me up like listening to Katie motherfucking Boyd. Her podcast has been a game changer for me as an esthetician, and it has elevated my overall self-development journey. I first discovered Katie through her work with Candice Marino, the LA facialist. Hi, Candice. Shout out to Candice Marino. Love you. And I'm incredibly grateful for stumbling upon her podcast. The perspective and insights she provides are truly priceless. With every episode, Katie effortlessly delivers valuable knowledge and wisdom that have had a profound impact on my professional growth and personal transformation. Katie's expertise shines through her engaging discussions and interviews, leaving no stone unturned when it comes to empowering her listeners with action 
advice. Her authenticity, passion, and unwavering commitment to personal growth have inspired me to push beyond my limits and live my life ambitiously. Valeria, please email me at help at kbmfc.com. I would love to send you a beautiful gift from my little black heart over to yours just to thank you because that wasn't just a five-star review. You actually really took time. I mean, that oh, was... Wow, that was amazing. That was a great review, right? Great review. And I appreciate She's it so, so much. So hit me up, email me so I can ship you out a beautiful gift from me to you just to thank you from the bottom of my little black heart for taking time out of your busy life to do that podcast review. Awesome. I appreciate awesome. it so much. See, people like me. Absolutely, they do. I know, I know I'm not very well liked, but there are some people that actually. There's a lot of people that like you. That actually and those like that me. don't, you know where they can go. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So, okay. We just also started this AKA. So ask Katie anything where I didn't use an AKA this week. It was more like an AKA from like actually doing this self-defense course with the ladies yep. because it was so crazy to watch, and you can tell the story too, is to watch all the women walk in mm-hmm. that day to the dojo. Yes. They great, were, great ladies, by the way. Amazing ladies. But they were <laughs> hunched over. They were yeah. squiggling their fingers. Well, they didn't know what to expect, right? Because they're like, oh, I'm going to learn a self-defense class. They had no idea. What do you idea. think that they thought? You know, I think what flashes in a lot of women's mind when I talk self-defense, like, oh, oh my God, I may get thrown. I'm going to get Oh, you think kicked. that they thought that? I don't know, you know, because I've been doing martial arts for so long. I should just ask them, say, what do you guys think this is going to entail? And what you do you know? think that they would say? I don't know, but I think it would be a lot more far out than what I teach. <laughs> so, what, okay, so let's like, wa- I want to walk through some statistics mm. that are just like new statistics. And this is just from the Violence Against Women World Health Organization analysis, okay? So this is just like scratching the surface. Like when I was doing the statistics before this podcast, I was like, I was kind of floored, mm, right? Like when when I was saying them to you, were you like, are you fucking kidding me? I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And I couldn't believe who was the, who were the perpetrators mostly most of the time. So we all think, you know, when we do these self defense courses and we're we're learning about you know how to actually protect ourselves, we always think like we're walking down the street in a dark alley. Mm. This man, masked man, yes. comes behind me, <laughs> and he tries to mug me. But actually, sixty percent of all violence against women in the United States. So we're only talking about the U.S. I'm not talking about the world, which is probably even more mind blowing. But just in the U.S., sixty percent of all violence against women is from an intimate partner or a man that lives in the home. A family member. A family member. Can you imagine? And it says here, violence against women, particularly intimate partner violence and sexual violence is a major public health problem and a violation of women's human rights. Estimates published by the World Health Organization indicate that globally, one in three women worldwide have been subjected to either physical and or sexual intimate partner violence or non-partner sexual violence in their lifetime. Most of this, I know it's, it makes me sick. Most of this violence is an intimate partner violence worldwide. Almost one third of all women aged 15 to 49 years old 
who have been in a relationship report that they have been subjected to some form of physical and or sexual violence by their intimate partner. Violence can neg- negatively affect women's physical, mental, sexual, and reproductive health and may increase the risk of acquiring HIV in some settings. And I also read in another study where 64,000 pregnancies a year are from rape. In the United States. In the United States. That's not anywhere That's else in the world. Absolutely not. That's in our own country. So can you imagine... I mean, listen, I'm not trying to be dark, you guys, but this is like serious. And I love each and every one of my ambitious, no matter where you're from. And I want you all to be healthy, mm-hmm. wealthy, happy, and protected and live your best lives. And if we have to sometimes go down this like weird rabbit hole of mm-hmm. being a little bit less funny and a little bit more educational, so be it. I don't really care. But to think of 64,000 pregnancies a year are from rape. And 64,000 children are being, unless they're aborted, which that's not, that's actually the children that are being born. born. That is right. not like, oh, I got raped and then I had an abortion and yeah. like it, you know, not that it goes away, but right, right. you don't have to have that child from that rapist. Mm-hmm. But 64,000 children are being born a year um, that have been products of rape. And so can you imagine when you're born as a newborn baby, you're supposed to be loved and like coveted and all the things that we as children as when we're coming out of the womb should be. And 64,000 children a year are like not wanted to the point where it was forced upon the person. Unbelievable. So how do you think that that is affecting us as a collective in this country? Not good. It's already setting us all up for so many problems. So many problems. Right. So, I'm I'm not going to get too much into the statistics. Y'all know it's a fucking problem. Um, I talk very openly about my sexual assault when I was in college. Um, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but long story short, I was at a party with all my friends and I was dating, seriously dating a guy in college who I'd been seeing for a couple of years and we were all at a party. We were drinking. I was exhausted. I was like, you guys, I want to go home. And they were like, oh, the game is almost over. Give us like 30 more minutes. And I was like, fuck, okay, fine. And so my friend said to me, just go lay in that room over there and we'll, we'll, we'll walk back to campus in a little while. And I was like, okay, fine. So I laid down on the couch and passed out. And then I remember like coming to and seeing this guy who is best friends with my boyfriend and his friends um, moving an armoire in front of like I'm talking a massive piece of furniture in front of one door and moving a huge chest of drawers in front of another drawer because there was two drawers. It was like an old triple decker, you know, like campus type of house or whatever. And so, you know, there's like too many doors in a room, like the old fashioned homes. And I just remember like him doing that. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I actually thought I was dreaming it. Yeah. Why would we move it? <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> you moving? You going somewhere there, buddy? And then he just got on top of me and started assaulting me. And I remember like, I couldn't even scream. Like, I was just like, so confused. Like, what is happening? And then I finally caught you up way off guard. I was like, whoa. And then I was like, shit, this is really happening. So I started trying to get him off me, but he was double my size. He was a massive person. And I was screaming. And after like, a couple of minutes, my friends actually broke the doors down and you know, he ended up not so well that night. I know the story. And every time I hear it, I just infuriates me. And then you also know, we've talked about this on the podcast, but you know, because you're my husband, I've been in a few relationships where I have had physical violence towards me. And I think of what I learned just in that first martial arts 
program that I had with you. Self-defense. The self-defense. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, wow, I wish I would have known this shit yeah. when I was in these relationships or when I was being sexually assaulted because I promise you, even though the guys were much bigger than me, I would have been able to take care of it no problem. Just in that awesome. one self-defense course. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing. The self-defense is meant to get away. It's not to go head to head with a man. Okay. You're not, not going to mortal combat them. You're not going to mortal combat them. They're stronger. They're, they're going to be stronger than you. They're bigger than you. They're heavier than you. And you're not going to be able to go toe to toe with a man. Okay. So the thing is, is to be able to hit, hit hard, hit fast and get away. That's what it's about. Getting away as fast as possible. It's not going toe to toe. It's self-defense to make space so you can run and get the hell out of there. So talk to us about, I know you had written some notes down just to talk to the ladies out there in a bitch's land. Mm-hmm. And listen, if there's men listening to anybody, everybody, everybody should know self-defense. self-defense. I mean, self-defense is, is, is so, so important. It's not even funny. I mean, I wake up and that's my, my, well, I've been doing martial arts for, since I was 12 years old. So my mind always goes to, you know, surroundings and so forth and so on. But it was amazing to be able to work with your women because, they were they they would first of all they were awesome and they were very very brave they were able to do a lot of different moves with me um and they really felt like i really felt like they were learning a lot during that course and everyone felt empowered and they all wanted to sign up for the next one so that's always a good sign um so the main thing about self-defense is really being intentional being awake knowing what's going on in your environment and your environment is your home and your home is really where I want to first start off with self-defense is especially after those statistics, it's crazy. So if you're in a relationship or you're in a situation where somebody's putting their hands on you, nobody has a right to put their hands on you, no matter what. Oh, it's, you, they say, to try to, these abusers try to tell you that it's your fault. You made him do it. Uh, if you didn't act like that, that wouldn't have happened. These people are predators and nobody deserves to put up with anything like that. And some of you out there are married to predators. I hate to say it. I coach a lot of women and I hear a lot of shit where these men think that they can put their fucking hands on, especially ambitious women. I mean, all women. But I mean, if you're fucking showing up and you're the HBIC of your ambitious life, why are you letting a motherfucker put his hands on you? Absolutely. There's no reason why any man should put his hands on any. It's a weak man. If you're putting your hands on a woman, that means you don't have the brain power to be able to talk, to negotiate, to fix, to problem solve, to do anything like that. So you're, you're, you're basically a dumb fuck if you're putting your hands on Gently a, a, put a woman. Gently put by no, Matt I mean, that, that, It's probably, that's one of the things yeah, that really gets to me the most is when um, I hear about these things uh, in the home. And home safety is number one. Right, so you have to make sure you're, you're safe at home. Um, a lot of people are not being abused by people at home as well. But as far as home safety, like I was over at my friend's house one time, and we're talking about safety and you know so forth and so on, how crazy things are in the world. And I don't usually don't go down that rabbit hole talking about all this nonsense. But I he goes, yeah, I think I got to go get a gun now. I really think I'm going to get a gun. I go, dude. Your back door's not even locked. You know, you're not even taking care of regular <laughs> so prayer. I go, do you have an alarm system? And, and this is a guy, he can afford an alarm system. Oh, I never thought about that. Dude, those are the things you take care of first. You don't have to go first to go get a gun. Lock your door, right? Get an alarm system and go over safety. You know, really safety in the home. If something happens, where do I go? How do I get out? Um, By the way, I just want to let everybody know out there in a bitch's land that I get this safety talk at least once a week. <laughs> And I'm not trying to make anyone here laugh. Oh, this no. is a true That's story. Funny. Why? What do you say to me? Sometimes I'll come and they'll be like, 
Babe, is that back door open? And I just got home. The back door is wide open. And and we live in a beautiful, safe area and all that stuff. But really, doesn't matter. I mean, somebody just walking by and just walks in your house. I mean, that's not number one line of defense. Keep your damn door locked. Yes. I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer, right? Know what, what's going on uh, in, in your home. Know where the doors are. What windows? Um, have a safety plan. What do you do? We have a safety Something plan. Happens. Yeah. What's our safety plan? Which Which one? <laughs> Our, our safety plan if someone breaks into the house. Oh, breaks in the house. We go to a certain room, yeah. and that's where we go. And what's in those rooms? Things that nobody's going to like that's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's like, you get the dog, and we go into this room, and there's bad things in there's there bad, that no one wants to fuck with. things going to happen to this person. Catch my drift. The house. So Catch my drift. Not, not a good situation. But uh, number one is home safety. So people think of, I'm going to get a gun. I have to right. get all this shit. Right. But the truth is, your door's unlocked. Yes. It was unlocked. You Your know. windows are unlocked. Uh, the gun's not loaded half the time. Oh People my don't God. leave the gun loaded. They keep they have it sit in a safe somewhere where you can't get at it. And the it bullets for, are different places. Hours and all these different things. But you're with yourself, right? So everything around you could be a potential weapon, right? Everything around you could be a potential weapon. Your keys are a weapon. If you have you know, a bat is a weapon. If you have a, a you know a spatula, a rolling pin, all of these things that you have in your home could be used as a weapon. Um, another great weapon is like raid that you kill bugs with, you know, bug spray. That's better than any mace, right? That's better than anything that you That'll can spray fuck your in shit up. face. Nobody Oof. wants to get hornet spray sprayed in their face. Oh. So I think it's just being really aware um, of what is around your surroundings and how to think about, you know, if I go outside, I always tell everybody, I says, listen, we live in a matrix outside inside you're safe. Okay. If you don't have an abuser in your house and I hope to God, nobody does, but if you do get the hell out of there, and get get rid of this guy because he's no damn good. And there's people that will support you. Don't yes. think that you're alone because that's what I, when I was going through my really abusive, physically abusive relationship, I was just like so embarrassed. That makes me just so sad. And that, I just you know. was like, people are going to think low of me because I'm such a strong woman on the outside and people are going to think low of me and like, who's going to help me? And like, you know, mm-hmm. I was also raised like, you got to take care of yourself. No one cares kind of thing. Yeah. And so I stayed way longer, but people do care and you do have friends and family members that do love you and they will help you. You just have to say the word, believe me. And most of these things are not ever ever reported, right? Yeah, that's 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 another thing too. These statistics are only from the ones that went to the law enforcement and they put them in some kind of a database. There's so many people that are getting abused that it never even hits the, you know. I think the the statistic is only only 20% of sexual and physical assaults on women in this country are reported only 20%. Wow. So think about like the statistics that I was saying to you, those are only reported statistics used. Yeah. So think about how many women, I never went to the cops. Yeah. I didn't go and get a restraining order until I was like on my last leg and it was like, I'm going to end up dead to wow. the point. That's when I was like, okay, I'm going to get, and guess what? Mm-hmm. The cop that I reported, this is a story. This is so fucked up. The cop that I trusted and went and filed a restraining order was actually we used to go to the gym that my ex worked at. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I left the police station, he called him to really? tell him that I just filed a restraining order against him. That's evil. Because he had guns illegally. Mm-hmm. And if you have a restraining order against you, you have to give up all of your firearms. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, hey, I'm just letting you know, this bitch just came in and did this. Mm-hmm. And then he actually retaliated against me after it was a big mess. But like, I'm, and I love cops and I love police and I love, I'm not saying anything about anybody. I'm just saying this one person did this to me. So it's hard for people to trust. Yeah. 
Yeah. It really, it truly is. Yeah, it is. It, I, I understand that. that. That was a one-off shoot weird situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always, if I have a problem, I go to the police. Yeah. No. I have something that As I, everyone I love, should. I love the police. And that was one guy that was just obviously a screwball. Yeah. And he was a trash bag. Well, he got his after because okay. no one, you try, you know, karma's real. Yeah. Oh, Let's yeah. just say his life wasn't so good after all that went no, down. He was probably having a bad life then. Yeah. Nobody knew. Uh, yeah. You know? He definitely was. But report it to the police and don't be afraid. Like, that's one thing I wish that I had done a lot sooner. A lot sooner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I also wish that I reported that sexual assault in college. Because I I think about it now every so often, you know, in my meditations, it will just kind of come up or just like, you know, you get those intrusive thoughts Mm -hmm. throughout the day. And I'm like, think of like, what if? You're healing. Yeah, because you're healing it. It's coming up. It's healing. If you're doing meditation, you you know, you go into another space and Mm -hmm. that's coming up so you can look at it again and Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, so you could talk about it today. Yeah. Sometimes, and I say to myself, what if me not turning him in, he did this to other women and actually ended up raping them? Mm -hmm. You know, like that, that's also a problem too. So think about the future of people as well when you're doing this because it's like, okay, you might have got away by the skin of your teeth, but. I don't think that's the first time or the last time that that person's going to try to do that. I agree. You know, yeah, I sorry, agree. I didn't mean to cut you off about the home environment. I was, no, I'm interested. That's, that was a great cutoff. If you're going to cut me off and tell stories like that, that's fine. Keep BTW, I, I also keep cut me off. <laughs> I also slept with a crowbar under my bed for like two years. <laughs> so see, she was, she was able to protect herself. She had a crowbar and she was ready to rock and roll. Those are bad times. Um, not, not good. I mean, nobody <laughs> needs to live like that. And I'm, I don't want everyone to be, overly paranoid but you have to be awake meaning awake being you know knowing what you're doing where you are what your surroundings are and it's funny because when i was talking to the women at your at the studio last month you know their body language totally changed when they started learning a few things i says the first thing you know is when you your home is safe let's say your home is a safe space now you make it a little safer right you recognize okay I, if something happens this is the room we're going to go into it's going to be a safe room we can lock it whatever the case may be if ever an intruder comes in we know that we can have any kind of weapon because anything's a weapon i went over raid i went over like um just household items uh, just high, household items Anything that you could take and crack somebody over the head with, stick it in their eyeball, hit them in the groin with, whatever you need to do to get out of that bad situation, everything's a weapon. I think women think once I engage with this intruder or this person who's going to assault me, I have to like turn into like Shira, Princess of Power. And you're saying, no, just get out of there. Get out of there. Make space. Hit the person, you know, go to, I always say, go to eyes, ears, nose, and throat. Mm-hmm. It'll be the eyes, ears, nose, and throat doctor. And we all know about the groin. Yeah. So the groin's always a good spot too. But you can break somebody's windpipe with 10 pounds of pressure. It's not a lot. 10 and, pounds? Any it. woman, it's not a strong thing. So if you hit somebody good in the throat, they're going to be, they're going to be gone. Oof. Go to the eyes, stick your fingers in the eyes. Beautiful nails. You guys have nails. To nails use to the them. eyes use them scratch the face whatever it takes to get away there's no rules right you don't have to go toe-to-toe with any of these people but before you have to do that you really want to make it so you don't have to do that and most of these things that happen 90 percent shouldn't happen because if you i think the fbi did a statistic and they got people that were assaulted and they had problems and they were talking about um did you know that this was did you have a feeling that something bad was going to happen oh my god i had a feeling that something bad was going to happen when they just go right? We were in a restaurant. Especially women. We don't use our intuition because we've had it beaten out of us. Like, oh, you're crazy. Don't trust yourself. Trust yourself. Mm -hmm. If you feel like shit, you feel something off 
in a situation or about a person. I was in a dinner meeting a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, something wrong about this guy. This guy's odd. Oh, and then somebody goes to me, oh, yeah, that guy's a fucking creep. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you I knew. Go, I knew something was off, and he's trying to be like a representative, like, you know, I'm a nice person and all this stuff. And, you know, and I'm like, yeah, something doesn't jive with you. I don't know what it is. And come to find out. Someone who you trusted. Because somebody who I trusted goes, oh, that guy's a fucking creep. <laughs> I go, I thought there was something off with that guy. So, but anyways. Um, so number one is I always tell everybody, I said, you know, you live in the, it's like going out in the matrix, the movie, the matrix, right? So what's out in the matrix? You have these agents there. And I, I always say the agents are predators, right? So there are predators out there. Not everyone's loving, caring, um, ambitious, wanting to do great things, right? There's a lot of people that want to destroy things. So you go outside. Now you're among them and you don't even know you're among them, Right. But they're out there, right? I'm not saying to be, like you. I'm not going to say be paranoid or whatever the case may be. It's called being awake and being, uh, you know, walk with intention. You know, how many times I see women walking around with their head down, they're on their phone, their, you know, their hands are all bundled up with stuff that they're carrying. They have no idea where they parked their car. That's not a good situation to be in. You know, if you park your car, you need to know. I'm going from point A to point B. I'm going to walk with purpose. My head's going to be up. I'm not going to be on the phone. I have my keys in my hand in case somebody comes near me. If I feel a certain way about going into the same store that I used to go into and if something doesn't feel right today, don't go in the damn store. Katie and I, we were just out at dinner the other night. We were trying to go to dinner. And this place, we walk in, and all of a sudden, we look at each other. This isn't good. This place doesn't feel right. Let's it, get the, it, it's like you got hit in here. the face with the you know? two by fours of a bad energy. Bad energy. You walked and, in. And, and we looked at each other. We're like, uh, we'll go somewhere else. Let's go. What was that first place we were going to go to? Let's go there. Yeah. yeah well, and we ended up having a great night. And a great night. And it was just something off. But you have to listen to your own intuition. That will keep you out of more. So that's your self-defense. That's the number one thing. That's a primal instinct inside you that, you know, the creator put inside you. So, you know, hey, something doesn't jive here. I'm out of here. And we put our name, we put our name in to get a table at this shitty restaurant. <laughs> we walked right out. And we walked out. And most people, what would they do? They say, oh, come on, babe. I, we put we our put name, name in. in. Uh, it's pe- and it's people-pleasing tendencies. Yeah. No. And those people-pleasing tendencies will actually... Get you fucked. Well, can they? They can every time. They can. Sometimes you have to be just definite and say, "No, I don't feel good about this," or whatever the case may be, and just, just, just get out of there. Mm-hmm. So, number one, if you know your surroundings, you know where you're going. You walk with purpose. Your shoulders are back, right? Predators don't like people that move that way. They want to see somebody slumped over. They want to see somebody on their phone. They want to see somebody that's not plugged in. Somebody that's had alcohol. Somebody that's. Um, you know, not knowing their surroundings. That's that's what they're looking for because they're good at it, right? These bad people are good at being bad people. So if that's what you give them, you're giving them in a, a way in, right? But if you're walking the way you're supposed to with your head up, looking strong, walking maybe with your keys, walking with purpose, not wandering around, looking around, but where am I? Where did I park that car? Where's my girlfriend? I don't know where she's supposed to meet me. No. Have definite fucking plans. Have a plan. Have a plan. I'm going here. I'll be here. And then you will not be. You will never have to use any self-defense because you just took all the energy out of it. You know, they're not looking for you. They're looking for somebody else, right? Hopefully hopefully not, but they will be. Uh, yeah, we're not going to rewrite no, those no. rules today on the Abitches no. podcast. Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. 
So number one, that, that those would be the things that I would talk about. Now, if it does get to a point and you're in a situation, you go in a restaurant, you should look and say, hey, um, if something crazy happens in here, because we all know there's crazy, crazy out there, something happens in this restaurant and we're eating, I'm fucking out of here. Right. I need, I want to see everything that's going on in the restaurant. We always get the PowerPoint of the restaurant if you can. Yeah. Like you go in the restaurant and you kind of look around. And if they seat you, like we went out to dinner the other night and they sat us at a weird table. Yeah. And Matt just looked at the person, the hostess, and was like, Yeah, I want another seat. Can we sit over there? And he was like, yeah. she, she, it was, no, it was he. Yeah. He was like, Oh, yeah, no problem. He didn't give a fuck if we no. sat here or there or anywhere. Like he didn't, didn't like care. It. I didn't feel comfortable there. I wanted to be able to see. I want to know what my exits are. Um, if something happens, I'm with my wife. I'm going to make sure that she's safe, right? I make sure we go out, we come back together, um, that there's not going to be any problem. What do you say from Goodfellas? We don't go out like a bunch of hobos. We don't leave. We don't drag. We don't go out like a bunch of fucking hobos. And we go together. We come together. We leave together. Right? We're not I think that was Joe Pesci around. said that. that was Joe Pesci or somebody. I forget who it was. Matt, I'm here. always like, hey, I'm going to go. Uh, like I'll say to Matt, hey, while you finish up paying the bill, like I'm just going to go next door and check this. And he goes, no, you're not. We're not walking out of here like a, like a bunch, bunch of, of ho- drunk hobos. hobos. <laughs> He's like, you're going to wait for me. And I always, when I first started seeing him, I was like, this guy's a fucking controlling asshole. But now I'm like, oh my God, no, he's a man. Yeah. He is a divinely masculine man who respects his woman and wants to keep her safe, number one. Yes. And I was like, God damn it, this bastard's trying to tell me what to do. <laughs> How dare he? Do. I'm like trying to tell you what to do because some things I know better. You, you tell me what to do sometimes. That's and true. I go, oh, she knows better. That's true. And that's that's why you have a good, what do you call it, a, a good relationship. Absolutely. Back and forth. Yes. Right? So we got into the re- we get in the restaurant. We look around. We know exactly where where we are, and where the exits are. If something freaking cray cray goes on, I mean anywhere you go, anywhere a hotel, but people don't a bar, a fucking no, they you don't. Used to think I was a nut because well, I have some phobia. I had a phobia too, right? So we were always if we were in a hotel that was really high up. I go, this is beautiful because I looked at the door and I says, oh, the exit. We could go right down those stairs real fast if you had to. Right. And that's just a regular fire safety or whatever safety thing. Right. She's like, oh, yeah, well, that's, well, that's good. You know, lovely. Yeah, lovely. And I go, well, there it is right there. Well, funny story. Uh, one time I was staying in Boston at this hotel and uh, I think it was the Park Plaza or something like that. I had a dinner meeting and it was a late meeting. So I stayed in the city. And all of a sudden, all the damn fire alarms went off in the building. I'm shaving, half naked, whatever. And I'm like looking around going, well, nobody's really coming on the loudspeaker and nobody's saying anything. And I'm like, well, this isn't good. I go outside, my towel on, and I'm looking and I see, you know, one of the um, um, chambermaids. She's, she's like, oh, she says, yeah, nobody said that this isn't a drill, so you probably want to get out of here. So I go almost going into the elevator. She goes, I wouldn't go in the elevator. I go, oh, my God, good thinking. Never do that again. So I come freaking flying down the stairs, right, like a, some kind of, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, action movie. I'm going down the stairs fast as I can, right? You I'll, have I'll, no underwear on, just a towel. Just a towel. You, with and shaving cream all over your face. It's February in Boston. Not good. And the exit door, I come busting out like I thought it was, you know, uh, what do you call it, Rambo or something. It was going to almost did a roll. And I come out at a bus stop and people are just kind of standing there, you know, seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning. They're waiting for the freaking bus. And here I am. I go, huh, shaving cream in my ear, you know, towel on the whole nine yards. And I'm like, well, I'm still alive. I'm thinking to myself. What the fuck happened? 
I don't know. And I had to walk around because, you know, where the exit is, right? And it locks behind a big you. hotel locks behind me. So now I'm walking from the outside this is a movie. in February, going through the lobby in my towel. And the firefighters were in the lobby. I go, yeah, see, I told you it was an emergency. That's why I look like this. <laughs> and they're looking at me like I have, you know, fucking three heads. You know, it wasn't that big of an emergency. But um, you know what? I wanted... maybe I overreacted. <laughs> well, you're very safety first, but I want to know what the fuck is a chambermaid? A chambermaid. <laughs> was... What is this? The 1800s, Matt? She was, a... she was my a chambermaid coming to get my chamber pot. No, that's going. Up. <laughs> I thought they were a chambermaid. You guys, oh. if anybody out there is a chambermaid and takes offense to this, I'm sorry. I my husband is reincarnated from 1872. <laughs> The fuck you, Abraham Lincoln, Matt? Jesus Christ. I am Abe. I love Abe. Right. So okay. it was keep going there with your you, fucking what would you story. Call, what would you call her? Housekeeping. Oh, housekeeping. Oh, okay. Housekeeping. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you're right. All right. A chambermaid. That <laughs> sounds much better as a chambermaid. Oh, and so, the chambermaid okay, uh, looked going. at me and she winked and she showed me her left breast. <laughs> Wait, what is this, burlesque? I don't know. Something was happening. Jesus Christ. But there was no burlesque. I was outside naked, whatever, half naked, (laughs) shaving cream in my ear. So what Matt's saying to you is he loves safety. So that was a little overboard safety. So, (laughs) Hey, you never know. You could have been. Dude, look at 9-11. That was actually right after 9-11. Oh, no wonder why you're so jiggity. I was a little jiggity. And, you know, when I was late, it was right after 9-11. And I just remember always listening to them say, stay in the tower. We'll come and get you. You know, don't worry. Fuck don't leave. That. Don't fucking goodbye. Stay. Go. Yeah. Get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. If you can't. And he means that with, And you mean that with everything because the same thing is like if you're around people and you don't feel co- comfortable, yep. and that you have that little nudge in your soul that's like this yep. isn't safe. Yeah. Listen to it. Don't fight it. Don't think people are gonna think you're weird. Don't think people are gonna think you're a strange bitch. Yeah. Better be a strange bitch than a dead bitch. Absolutely. Or a fucked up bitch. Yeah. It's not worth it. Right. It's not worth it. And that's your that is your number one system. If you don't feel right in the situation, get the hell out of there. Just leave. It's not your night. You know? You know, it's go, not with, your go, night. go with that gut feel and say, I don't like it here. You know, you can try to sell it to me how you want, but if something's fucking creepy. It's not your night. It's not your night. So let's backtrack for a second before we go any further. So first is safety in the home, which we covered. That's like a no-brainer. Well, you think it was a no-brainer, but for some people it's not. And then you're just talking about going out into the matrix, going out into that outside world where you don't know what's going to come at you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But home safety, like we were talking, I was talking about that, um, the housewife. Oh, yeah. He was talking about the real housewives of Beverly Hills, Dorit. So she was, she was, um, I, you know, I caught them and I like every now and then I'll watch it. That's like, I'm a, you're watching uh, the whores. And I go, what are you watching? This and I'm like, for? you love it. And he's like, no, I hate this show. And then all of a sudden he'll be like, what did she just say? What's <laughs> get, going on? Oh my God. Kyle's you. getting a divorce from Mauricio. It, it, oh my Jesus. It sucks you in. So in this particular. <laughs> it does. But this, but this particular episode, it was really unbelievable. You got fucked up from that episode. She got robbed, right? The homeless people or somebody broke into her home. And her husband, not was, the homeless, not toothless people, not the homeless, not toothless people. These people had teeth. Some of them did. Some of them didn't. And they, <laughs> they broke into her home and her husband was in England and she's in California. And she, you know, after the fact they stole stuff and I don't know the yeah, whole they thing. They held a gun to her head, a gun. They held her at gunpoint. Her children were sleeping in another room. And, and, and now this is a big, huge, magnificent home, obviously the Beverly Hills. And, 
they look, well, did you put your alarm on? No, I was so comfortable with my children that I just put them to bed and I, I we fell asleep together or something like that. I'm like, oh, my God, here you are, you know, with the children and everything. I'm not shaming her on it or anything like that, but so many people do that because they think, oh, I'm safe. I'm in my home. Nobody's going to bother me here. You just in take, fucking LA, dude. Just, God just, damn. Just take a couple of little steps and flip that alarm. Make sure that those windows and doors are locked. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. And that, then, like a couple of weeks later, Kyle got hit. That's right. That's right. Because you know like, what? Because also too, and I'm not talking shit to anybody, but a lot of people, you guys flaunt your wealth way too much online, mm-hmm. don't you think? Well, that, that's I'm not their, just talking about like that. Be- no, but I'm not just talking oh, about yeah. Beverly Hills Housewives. I'm talking about like. tons of people that I know are like just flaunting their shit. And I'm like, you don't like, I just, I don't think that way. I'm not a fucking predator, but a lot of people, they see that shit online. They see those, they're going to be like, Oh, that's a good house to hit. Look at all her bags. Look at all her shoes. Look at all her jewelry. Look at all her fucking cars. Look at all that shit. One one guy had one, one lady had a bag that could blow up and save her life in an airplane crash. Oh my God. That was not, that was not a girl. Who was it? I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say his name here. (laughs) On that podcast, okay, no, that's okay. we don't want to fucking call him to the fucking oh, carpet. No, no, but I thought it was kind of cool. You could actually float in the thing. <laughs> it was a Louis Vuitton bag <laughs> that you could blow it. I think that if your fucking plane explodes, yeah, the last thing you're gonna do is go, oh, well, as you're falling me, out of the plane, you're fucking blowing up a Louis Vuitton bag. <laughs> yeah, fucking right. Shock infested waters. I <laughs> one sh- one bite from Jaws, dude. That thing's gonna deflate, and you're going to the fucking watering oh, grave. God. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Stay on task, I'm, man. All right, I'm back on task. Back on task. We have to have some fun too. I mean, you gotta, you know, you gotta make this. It is. It's a very serious topic, um, and safety is a serious topic, and self defense is definitely. So is Louis Vuitton. Blow, so is blow Louis up Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. We should get some swimmies. <laughs> Louis Vuitton swimmies. Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, so keep going. What else you got to tell these girls? So you know, the thing is, is, only only thing that you need to be able to do is to get away. And like I said, eyes, ears, nose, and throat. All you have to do is hit one of those items. I could show you when you come to my next seminar or, you know, I can get on a call with you or whatever. Um, but I'll, I'll show you different moves. But all you have to do is scratch to the face, two fingers to the eyes, um, hit the throat, you know, hit the kick the groin, knee the groin. All you want to do is be able to make space and get away. Get the hell out of there. You don't, you know, women are not going to beat this man up. You know, you want to be able to just get away. Yeah. I was saying to Matt, well, when we were at the self-defense course, like all the girls were kind of, I think, shy at first. They didn't really want to ask Matt questions. And I was like, what about if a guy grabs your throat? Because I had a time where someone grabbed my throat and like Mm. almost choked me to death. So I was like, what do you do when someone grabs your throat? And Matt was like, easy. You just pull your throat neck in mm-hmm. right yeah pull your neck in make make sure you can't get somebody they can't get to your airway mm-hmm. right and then simultaneously strike them poke them into the eyes or you or need them to the groin but it has to be really fast nobody has a right to put their hands on you the minute they put their hands on you you need to react very very quickly um the main thing is too is you know it shouldn't even get to that point if it's outside you know some of the women were so quiet i'm like you don't want to be quiet you're getting attacked. You want to say, no, stop, get away. Who are you? I'm not safe. Get away from me. Mm-hmm. You want to use your voice as number one as your self-defense. So first is awareness, where you are, what you're doing, and then using your voice. You know, you can't go, so, hey, how are you? Help, I'm sorry. help. 
you look a little scary. No, you got to use your freaking voice. You mm-hmm. got to scream, yell, claw, whatever it takes to get away. Because yeah. if anyone ever takes you, you're not coming back. No. You get in the car with them. You're not coming back. And that's, that is an FBI statistic. You never want to go with them. That is actually is if you if someone actually kidnaps you. If they take you, you're like, not coming back. So if they put a gun in your head and say, get in the, get in the um, trunk. You're going to die probably. You better shoot me here where everyone can hear me get shot. Because if, where you take me, it's not going to be a good situation. So sad, man. So sad. And that's yeah. not even talking about sec- being sex trafficked. No. Like people, just, women are sex trafficked every day all over the world. Awful. This is fucking wild. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, don't go with anybody. So when we do the self-defense course, what Matt does is he'll actually walk you through all of these different scenarios. If someone grabs your hair, if someone grabs your arm, if someone grabs your wrists, which, you know, men usually just grab someone's wrists. Someone grabs your, 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 your lapel or your, um, your sweater, your shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many ways to get away. And it does not take a lot of strength. It's technique. It's nothing to do with power. Has nothing to do with I have to use this strength and go toe to toe with this guy. It's all about using the techniques of getting away. Yeah. Even when we were doing the arm grabs, where we would grab each other's wrist because the girls we were working on each other. So I was with my girl Nini, and she kept grabbing my arms, and I would pull my arms up the way that Sensei Matt taught. And she's like, "This is crazy." I'm like, "I know." It's like so weird that you can just like twist your wrist in a certain way that's so fast and easy, and you can get away out of literally. Anyone's any, grip. Any grip, like even Matt was doing it on the girls, and he's yeah. a big mofo. If you if you know my husband's a big boy, and he he the girls were breaking away from you. Yeah, it's 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 technique. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with my strength or their strength. It has to do with technique. What do you think, in your opinion, is like most women's issues that you've seen over the years, and you've done a lot of work with FBI, mm-hmm. CIA, mm-hmm. Um, Navy SEALs, mm-hmm. right? Ex police yeah. and you know military men and stuff like that. Like at Sig Sauer, which is a place in New Hampshire where they're they're the biggest gun distributors like in the country, aren't training. they? They do a ton of training in self-defense with weapons, not weapons, jujitsu, martial arts, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. What do you some great guys over there? What do you think is like the biggest issue for women? Because do you really do you think it's just like we're in our own worlds? I think it's confidence. I think it's really having that self-esteem, knowing who they are. That's key. Because when you know who so you are, so being ambitious. You have you have confidence, you have high self-esteem. You won't put yourself in a bad position. You will use your voice. You will not go to that place where you don't feel safe. You will walk with purpose. You will have your keys in your hand. You will have some kind of weapon on you. You will have your purse, or you will take a high heel shoe and beat somebody over the damn head with it. You have all of these things at your disposal. And the women that don't have the problems with this are the women that are very confident. They, they're just the way they are. So you think it's an energy? It's an energy. Everything's energy, right? Well, that's, that. why, that's why a predator knows they look for low vibe energy. Somebody that's not sure of themselves. Somebody that's fearful. Somebody that's looking around. Somebody that has their fingers together, like you know, looking around, like where did I put that car? You know, that's that's perfect, right? They're, uh, their hands full. You're not ready to be in the matrix. You're not ready to be outside. You didn't do your work. You're just hoping that nothing happens instead of being definite and saying, I'm going to go from here to here. This is the plan. This is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. I also think that, you know, my husband and I are very intentional with where we go and who we are with and what we do. And before we do anything, like if we go out to dinner or we go out with friends or we just go out, like you said, in the matrix, Mm -hmm. we always set our intentions like 
we are protected. We are going to have an amazing time. Everyone is going to just like serve us so well and treat us so well. And we're just going to have a safe, beautiful night. We always set our intentions. So I think that for a lot of you out there, you're like, really, Katie, that how is that going to help me not get mugged or assaulted? It is because you're actually energetically mm-hmm. setting your intentions that I'm strong and powerful and confident that I'm protected yep. and nothing is going to happen to me that I don't want. It's a whole different mindset. You set the intention of moving in a certain direction. When 99% of the population is not doing that, right? Probably probably more. Just people are just bumping into each other, hoping that things go right, hoping that they get there, hoping that everything's okay, or not even, even thinking about it at all. Just On leaving. autopilot. On autopilot. I'll see you later. You know, I mean, I do this with my kids, the kids I teach martial arts to. It's like, you have to be careful. When you leave, you have to be ready. Like how you pack your book bag, you do it the night before. You get all your stuff ready the night before. You're not just running off willy-nilly like going to school. You need to do things with with uh, intention. And if you do things with intention, everything you'll do with intention. Now, every little thing doesn't have to be an intention, but you get into the habit of, all right, this is where I'm going. What could be there? Is it going to be traffic? Is it going to be? It's just an easier way to live instead of just flying by the seat of your pants and just going places and doing things with not, you know, not being awake. Yeah. You know, why don't they teach us, especially young women? I mean, everybody should learn this, but especially young women, because, you know, we're more going to have those types of situations happen to us than men, just on average. Right. Why don't they teach us these things in school? They don't teach anything good in school. <laughs> they don't. They don't teach you about money in school. They don't teach you about real business in school. They, they don't, don't teach you about sex. They teach you about love. They teach you what? They Relationships. You memorize a bunch of stuff and, you know, and regurgitate it back to me. They don't even teach thinking. No, they don't want you to think, Matt. <laughs> if you think, then you'll be dangerous. You know, I mean, you know, they don't want you to have any help. I mean, in business, I work with so many different business people and we call coach each other. We help each other. And you, if you do that in school, it's called cheating. Oh my God. <laughs> like I, never thought, cheating, right? I never thought about that. In school is cheating. I asked Billy when he thought about this question. No, we can't talk about Billy. You can't talk about that question. Billy. I mean, I talk about every problem I have with my whole team. If we could rearrange school from the Rockefeller way mm-hmm. where they just made children become factory workers. That's why you guys, if you have never read the Rockefeller way, it's an amazing book, but, um, the Rockefellers, when they started school system, how it is today, they actually, the reason why there's bells that break up the classes is because they were already programming everyone to be able to work in factories. Yeah, the bell rings, you move to the next station. It's Pavlovian the bell response. Rings, you move to the next station. Yeah, but we think, oh, it's just math now. Now it's science. Now it's social <laughs> studies. And it's not. No. And if we could redo school, if I single-handedly could do it, which yes. I'll never be able to in my lifetime, but no. I think more women... And men are waking up to be like, what the fuck is this shit that I'm sending my my kids to school to get indoctrinated into just bullshit that is not even right whatsoever? Right. It would be to mastermind with each yeah. other. Yeah. Explain that a little bit from, yeah. your, from be, your point of view. From my point of view is I have leadership camps for my kids once a month. And what we do is we sit down, we have a day that we work together for an hour and everyone participates in the leadership. We First, I, I teach them how to be leaders, everything that I've learned how to be a leader. Then we go over all of the different things of what a leader does. And the first question I say, well, a leader tells everybody what to do, right? No, sensei. The leader doesn't tell everybody what to do. I go, what do you mean? He goes, a leader leads himself. 
and then you just find the way, right? So you lead yourself. When you lead yourself, that's empowering. And then when you work ideas off of each other, whether we'll be working on self-defense that day or we'll be talking about bullying or we'll be talking about somebody, you know, not feeling uh, confident or somebody had a bad week, we talk about all of these things so we can actually work them in the studio and we work it together. And I use my knowledge and the kids come up with unbelievable solutions, but it's all out there. And my leadership camp is absolutely outstanding, but they think they know that they're leaving the house and they're prepared. Nope. I got to have all my more than some of their parents. Well, then some of the parents and the parents love it because the kids stuff is all ready the night before they know where they're going. They're not looking for their shoes. They're not looking for this. Everything is laid out. They're in their clothes. They're ready to rock and roll and ready to take on the day with purpose and intention. And that's the key. And if you can do that, confidence comes. Then you start walking differently. You have more self-esteem. You know where you're going. It becomes a habit. And you just it, habitually, you're always, always looking to say, hey, how can I make this experience better? How can I get there you know, more effective? Everything just clicks. I love it. Everything clicks. Do you have anything else you want to say to the girls about Keeping their shit together and to not be preyed on. Do not be preyed on and make sure, you know, keep that head up. You know, when you're outside, um, if your home is safe, you know, make it safe as you can. I'm not telling you to run down in the building with no pants on, but you want to make sure you can keep your home and your environment as safe as possible because we definitely love you guys. And we want to, we want, we don't want these statistics. We want, you know, our ambitious family to be as safe as possible and strong and powerful as possible. Absolutely. So what's good news is that we're going to start having these events uh, every couple months at Dojo Sante and Katie Boyd's Misfit Club. So if you're in the Northeast area or if you're a real ambitious woman and you want to fly in for one of these self-defense courses, it's awesome because we do self-defense. And then we do a kickboxing class so they can get out some aggression. Aggression. (laughs) And then I take everyone upstairs to Katie Boyd's Misfit Club to my wellness center. And we do breath work and meditation and sound healing. And we just leave the day. great combination. It really is. We just leave the day super zen. Everyone feels empowered. And usually we go next door, you know, down the street. We have a little bite to eat together so we can kind of, you know, have that camaraderie and that sisterly support, which I love so much. Our next event actually is March 2nd. It's a Saturday, 2024, from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Awesome. at Dojo Sante Martial Arts. And if you're on Instagram, sometimes I'm going to be putting it up on my stories. Um, it's going to be available to purchase through my website. You can also scroll down into the show notes to purchase your um, day with Matt Bayvine and I. Mm-hmm. And honestly, one of my goals um, it started last year was to get my black belt in kickboxing. Yep. Because at Dojo Sante, which is a little bit different than most schools that do kickboxing, it's actually a belt system. So every time you do a kickboxing class, just like if you were in a martial arts studio, which obviously Dojo Sante is, you'd get your belt with your tape and all that. So I just got my yellow belt recently. Congratulations. You did great on that promotion. Thank you, friend. I did all my push-ups like a big girl. (laughs) I was so proud of myself. Um, But my goal is in the next couple of years, what does it usually take? Oh, Two or three, three years? Probably about three years. So three years to get my black belt. So um, just by doing my kickboxing classes, I've learned so much about power and just like what I'm actually made of. But there was just something about the self-defense course because we do the things so many times that you start to get that muscle memory. memory. Yep. And even right now, like I'm thinking of all the moves and I know I can do them and I think I could do them under pressure. Yes. 
which is awesome. The more you repeat them, the more you do them, the more it will just come. It will just automatically click. You won't even think about it. You just do it. And so everyone's like, oh, for the, if I went to the second course, can I come to the, if I went to the first course, can I come to the second course? And what we do is, yes, that's how, because every time that we do this course, we go through the same thing. It's going to be the same things. And it's going to be a couple more things that we'll add. Yes. Um, But you can never do enough of these things. You want to do it over and over and over. And I teach some new things. So if you if, if it's your first time, you're going to learn. And if it's your second time, you're going to learn. So your fifth time, you're going to learn every time. We're going to start doing some weapons. So weapons will be next. Weapons, guys. <laughs> weapons. With, women's with weapons. Oh, my God. That's scary. Women with weapons. Especially ambitious women with weapons. <laughs> Fuck off. This is going to be ambitious women with weapons. This is going to be a problem. <laughs> Sounds like a movie. I know. we should. Maybe we should call somebody in ambitious Hollywood. Ambitious weapons. <laughs> Women with weapons. Maybe we could have our own line of weapons called the ambitious. <laughs> the ambitious weapon. Maybe I need to trademark that. I think you better <laughs> get on it. So if you guys are interested in coming to our self-defense course, our next one, like I said, is March 2nd from one to four. Scroll down to the show notes to get your spot. Obviously, space is limited. We have a pretty big studio, but it's not, you know, it's not a fucking warehouse. Right. So get your um, spot now. And if you know of anyone who maybe is the person that we were talking about. Maybe they have low self-confidence. Maybe they have low self-esteem. Maybe they are not safe in their homes. Maybe they look like they're prey to predators and you love them, but you're like, dude, something bad is going to happen if you keep walking around this earth like this. Send them this podcast. Maybe they'll listen and maybe they you know, won't come to the self-defense course, but maybe they'll start actually taking their safety a little more serious. A little bit more seriously. So that's all we care about. We just want to make sure that everyone's safe because I know as a woman, I have had these issues happen to me and I've had these experiences and they've changed me forever. And I don't want any of you out there to go through anything. But if you are currently, you know that there's people who love you, that will support you. You just have to ask and have the courage to do so. Um, that's why we also have My Ambitious app because we have all these women from all across the globe that are each other's cheerleaders, sisters. Like we really are such a tightly knit group of women. And so find your soul tribe. Find those people that are going to support you and they're going to lift you up. At Dojo Sante, you have the kickboxing class. They're yep. amazing so supportive of each other. Big shout out to Dojo Sante kickboxing class, ladies and men. <laughs> they rock. And even the little kids, like I, I'll go to the dojo sometimes and I'll watch the children. And I'm like, I get jealous in a way because I'm like, damn, my mom put me in fucking ballet class. The fuck yeah. did I do with that? I look like a Fantasia hippopotamus. Why didn't my mother put me in fucking martial arts? But yeah. I don't think it was a thing back then. And no, but not really. I mean, it was more like a boy thing. It was funny because Nini, who just joined the kickboxing, she comes all the way up from Boston to take the classes a couple of times a week. And she was telling me, she goes, Matt, Sensei Matt, I just wish I had somebody like you when I was coming up, like these kids have you. I was like, what so a lucky. compliment. So what, a, what a really nice compliment. That made me really you know, d- dive in deeper to what, yeah. what my mission is. Absolutely. You know? And so we're also going to have Matt Babine back to talk about how to raise awakened leaders. So if you have children out there in a bitches land, Matt's going to come back and talk about that. We're also going to have Matt on a podcast in the future talking about how to be man bitches. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so for all of you out there that are like, where, what, where's my Matt? Why aren't there any mats in the world? There are plenty of mats in the world. We yes. just have to, we have to actually 
act a certain way and be a certain way to attract the mats of the world. Absolutely. And there are also male listeners on here who would love to learn more from you. And mostly all of you have significant others or brothers or dads or whomever that maybe need a little kick in the pants by Big Bernard. And we're going to have him <laughs> back for a couple more podcasts this season. That's awesome. Um, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I know maybe. it was a serious kind of conversation, even though yeah. we did have good laughs, but you know, I, I always like to have fun on yeah. the Bitches podcast, but when you really start to grasp the severity of what we as women have been going through for centuries, mm-hmm. um, millennia even, and into now, and it's I think it's only getting worse because the more that we have adversity and uprise in our collective, women are always going to have issues. Even Absolutely. like I was reading something about COVID and how being home with their partner. So think of think of this. If a woman is being abused in her home and their partner Oof. works outside the house and yeah. you know you get that respite from the, these motherfuckers for like maybe 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Now these bastards are home 24/7. They're losing their jobs. The fucking whole world is falling apart. The kids are home from fucking school. You're telling me a lot of bitches didn't get their asses beat during COVID? Absolutely. And we didn't even know because what were you going to do? Were you going to go out with your fucking bubble bubble suit on out into the, you know, the wild blue yonder and go tell the popos like, hey, my man's beating me when you can't even fucking go outside in some parts of our world? Yeah. I mean, think about it. Not to not to get darker. No, not to go down times. a darker route, but think about it. Yeah. So thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. You're a wise thank old you owl. Much. You're yes. a wise old owl. <laughs> so scroll down and get your spot for our uh, Dojo Sante amazing class and if you can't make this one in march we're gonna have others so don't forget to go to kbmfc.com and sign up for our newsletter it's totally free and it will keep you in the in the mix of everything that's going on in ambitious land and thank you for being here thank you for sharing this podcast with everyone that you know and i love you from the bottom of my little black heart and in the meantime don't forget to stay ambitious and i will see you next tuesday hey!